It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois J. Wessel Show, coming to you live from Houston, Texas, at 8 a.m. Central Time on Friday, June the 19th, 2009. I am Lois Wessel, host and executive producer of this show. I'd like to remind you to be sure and sign up for Blog Talk Radio so that you can rate my show, mark it as a favorite, or find out about lots of other exciting shows and get reminders of your favorite shows in your email inbox. Uh, my show call-in number, if you want to ask questions, is 347-945-5309. I'd like to also remind everyone that I have a free email newsletter which I've been sending out for about 11 years now. To sign up for that, go to hotpinklotus.com, H-O-T-P-I-N-K-L-O-T-U-S.com. This newsletter is um, one of my spiritual giveaways in this lifetime. So um, I hope you'll sign up for it and that you will enjoy it. You can always unsubscribe anytime you want. Nobody's going to send you or, or give out your name or your email address to anyone else. I respect your privacy. We have a really cool show today for you. Um, we have with us a guest who is an old friend of mine, Jeanette Welch, who has a long background in um, metaphysics and spirituality, and she's had a really interesting turn of events in her life recently, and we're going to talk with her about that today. Are you there, Jeanette? I'm here. Why don't you start by giving us a little bit of background about how long you've been involved in metaphysics and what kinds of things you've been interested in. I have been involved in metaphysics since probably 1970. Wow. At at that time I was married to someone who was very interested in Edgar Cayce's books and read very many of his beginning or the beginning books about Edgar Casey and what his life was about and what his teachings were about. Why don't you explain a little bit about who Edgar Casey is, because I know there are going to be a few people who seriously don't even know who Edgar Casey is. No problem. Edgar Casey is often referred to as the sleeping prophet. He was a man who, uh, I believe, grew up in Kentucky and taught Sunday school every Sunday as he became, I think he started when he was around 20. He read the Bible for every year of his life. And somehow people began coming to him with questions. And again, he because of the Sunday school classes, he had people that came to him as a mentor. Well, at one point he went into a trance. 
and began giving readings in a voice that was different than his. And it over the next uh, 30 years, he would give readings upon request. And they were always when he was in a trance. At first, the readings weren't recorded, and later a stenographer came in who recorded the readings. They're all on file in an ARE Association for Research and Enlightenment uh, Center in Virginia Beach. It's been interesting that over the years, the health readings have always shown to be approximately 85 to 90% accurate. He so predicted he did, let me ask this question. Did he, do, he did health readings for people? He in did. other words, they would say, I'm sick, can you... Most of his readings were health readings. Mm-hmm. People would come to him and say, well, even people who had family members that were ready to die. They had been declared incurable by the physicians. And he would give them things to do. And in most cases, it did turn everything around. He did not believe at that point in reincarnation. But in some of his readings, uh, when the people would say, what is the root cause of this, he went back to other lifetimes. At first, that was very uncomfortable to him because in his own conscious mind, that was not part of what he believed. But as he gave more and more readings, that became more and more what came out in the readings as the beginning of the problems that the person was facing in this lifetime. So can I ask a question? Do you... I've always had trouble remembering exactly what the spirit was that he was channeling. He never referred to it as anything except the source. So there are lots of guesses. Mm-hmm. And most indications are it was Jesus, but mm-hmm. he never asked the source to identify themselves. So the source would give formulas and people would apply these formulas and be healed yes. and that was the bulk of his reading. Yes. I read recently that he read for some luminaries of the day including the president at the time who was Woodrow Wilson. He did and he also many of the inventors uh, their indications they went to Casey and some of the things that are in their inventions came from Casey. The Hoxie formula is one. Wow. wow. And uh, he referred to something called carbon ash for cancer, hmm. and they're recently doing research on fullerene, which is basically the same formula as carbon ash. So, wow. and it's being shown to be extremely effective in working with cancer. So many of his readings that we may not think are accurate, we may just now be getting to the point where they're being proven to be true. That is so amazing to me, considering how long ago this man did these readings. Right. So he did health readings, but he also did readings about Atlantis and things like that. He did. Things he didn't even believe in. As he started going into past lives, uh, he would talk about Atlantis. He would talk about uh, many of the cultures uh, that were ancient cultures and some not even considered to be 
uh, real. Mm-hmm. He, as he did that, more and more people would come to him with readings, asking about Atlantis, asking about Mew, and so more and more information would come out about the sound and color uh, therapies, about different things that were politically done in those areas. There are books that are written on these readings, and mm-hmm. if anybody's interested in going back and studying more about Atlantis, they're certainly an interesting read. Mm-hmm. And when you just referred, referred to Mew, I just want to point out for people who don't know that that means Lemuria. Right. A lot of people don't know it, but exactly. it was called the Land of Mew, M-U. Uh-huh. So that's if anybody wants to go Google it kind of thing and learn more. These are ancient lands that have since gone beneath the sea. Right. So this is how you got interested in Edgar Cayce, but you've been interested in a lot of other metaphysical kinds of things too, right? Right. As I I kind of began my own personal search, I was married in the after the Out on the Limb movie. I had kind of delved into the metaphysical community a lot at that point. I wasn't attending anything, but I had done a lot of research on what was available in Houston. And a friend of mine wanted to learn more about it. And so we went to the Chapel of Prayer in Houston, which was run by Eleanor Button at that time. And it was, she was a spiritualist. She did healing. She did prophesying. So I started with this friend, and then I decided that driving to Houston was a little complicated, so I opened a metaphysical center in Houston. I mean, I'm sorry, in Conroe. And we had hands-on healing. We had church services. We had the bookstore. We had speakers coming. So that was when I really began kind of an in-depth research into things metaphysical. And to me, it's more... My interest level was in ancient truths. What truths have gone through the ages and been in every religion, every belief system? And it's interesting because a lot of times we think some of these religions have multiple gods. When you really work with them and study their truths, they don't believe in multiple gods. They have icons for the different faces of God. Mm-hmm. So Tara would be the face of the compassionate side of God. And Kali is the destructive side of God. Mm-hmm. So it was a very interesting trip through many religions. I did sell um, sacred arts from Tibetan refugees who had gone to Nepal. And so since that time, I've... I've been teaching. I worked with Ruby Rabbit when it was open. And that was a bookstore and metaphysical center in Houston. Okay. And I still work with the Houston uh, chapter of the Association of Research and Enlightenment with Edgar Cayce. Mm -hmm. And you've also been interested in um, um, the... UFO phenomenon in the past as well, right? I have. I worked with Max Washburn when he began HUFON and did some uh, regressions with people who felt they had had 
um, abductions or ex- some type of experience with mm-hmm. things that were not of this earth. Mm-hmm. So let's fast forward to what's going on today. I uh, I heard little bits and pieces of what's going on with you. Um, so why don't you tell us what's what's been happening with the uh, the Texas oil men? Okay, back in the 20s, when Edgar Casey was doing readings, some oil man came to Casey and asked him if he would do readings on finding oil. At, the, at first, he would not do it because he felt like that was kind of like playing the lottery and gambling, telling people information that would be kind of iffy on whether it was spiritual or ethical. And his friend David Kahn came to him and said, let's check with the source and see if this really is something that you should not do. And the source said that it was not the same as picking lottery numbers. Picking lottery numbers would be for the good of that individual. Finding oil would be for the good of the community. It wasn't taking away from anything. It was just bringing to the surface a natural resource that Mother Earth was ready to release. So he began doing oil readings. One of the first readings he did was for oil well people from a town called Desdemona. And he told them what to do. To bring the oil in, it was they were about to abandon it, but they wanted one last chance. He told them what to do to bring the oil in, and they did it, and the oil did come in. So he did some readings for Ludling, and was, well, these are towns in Texas. Uh huh. Okay. And he did actually over a long period of time, he did readings for uh, many, many states. I think there are about 25 oil readings. They have been found to be true in all areas except three. One is Texas, one is Arizona, and the other is Florida. Those have not been explored. We are going into the area of San Saba, Texas, which is, if you threw a dart at the middle of Texas, you'd hit it. It's not near any large town. It's a little bitty town. Uh, kind of northwest of Austin. It's an area that everyone says there's no oil in San Saba. But we are believing that there is, and that is where Casey began doing his search for oil personally rather than doing readings for other people. In these readings, he defined what what he referred to as a mother pool, a very large area of oil underground that would give production larger than anything in the United States and kind of compared to what you would find in Saudi Arabia right now. Mm-hmm. So my original interest in Edgar Casey. I met a person named David Mangum who was interested in going back and looking for the Edgar Casey oil. Casey never found it. Um, 
he was involved with people that were true scoundrels, and there was a lot of sabotage. It's a very interesting story to see all the... He was very naive. He was a country boy coming to an oil town. And there were many, many instances where guns were pulled, things happened that it just... He gave up and left and never did find oil. He attempted to drill three times. And every time he ran out of money... Somebody threw tombstones down the well or chains mm. down the well, and it it had to be abandoned. So in you know, his life, Matt, we've got three callers. Why don't we pop in and see what sure. these people are, are wanting to ask? Sure. Is that okay? You bet. Right. Let's see. This is a Skype. We're going to check and see if the Skyper is there. Hello, are you there? Caller? Hello? I guess they gave up. Let's try the next person. Caller, are you there? We're here. Can you hear us? Yes. Okay. Do you have a question? Um, actually, I'm I'm listening in on the show, and um, I'm sorry. I, that was me clicking in. I'm in the chat room as well, so... I didn't mean to get in on this line. I'm still kind of learning how to do it, so okay. but I'm enjoying listening. You just go ahead and listen then. Thank you. All right, let's see. Does this person have a question? Do you have a question, caller? 313, area code? Hello? Apparently not. Okay, go ahead. I just wanted to see, make sure these people weren't being ignored. <laughs> no problem. In reflection, the feelings that Casey and Khan came up with was that there was too much dissension, too much greed involved in looking for the oil, and Mother Earth would not release the oil to a group with that much greed and deceit. So uh, over the years, there have been six more attempts to find the well, and we came in as the tenth attempt. Our focus has been to, first of all, Rick Hattala, who is the president and CEO of the company, wrote a book and taught classes on principle-centered leadership. So his goal was to bring the principles of ethical living to the oil fields. And so we have been working together to get a team that worked in harmony, that was uh, spiritually based, so that when we go in and begin drilling, you know, we do bless, we bless the well site. We bless Mother Earth to release the oil. We see it as oil for changing the world, not oil oil for putting money in our pocket. We have 250 investors. About 180 of them came in because they were interested in the KC study. And KC originally wanted the money to build the hospital where he could do his uh, health remedies. That's still a, a goal of many of the people is setting up 
health centers where the Casey remedies can be used, and people can come to seek that as a complementary therapy, not in place of medicine, uh, typical medical scenarios, but in addition to. So it's we have a seminar group or chat group right now that's working on sudden money, and they're studying the changes that can happen, like if somebody wins the lottery. There's so much indication that sudden money brings a lot of unhappiness with it. So they're really studying, you know, what would I do if we suddenly found oil and we had lots of money? How would I want to change the world? So it's a community that is much more based on using the money to help make a difference in the world. Things they've always dreamed of being able to do that could help people. Now they're looking at possibly that could happen. So it's very interesting how much visualization, how much meditation, how much declaration is going into finding this oil. So have you drilled yet? We will begin drilling the Casey area the middle or end of July. We did a test well that's totally unrelated to the Casey material simply to test some technology we've been blessed with. It's much more innovative technology than has been used in the oil exploration area. We drilled the well. The technology told us at what foot we'd find what formation, at what foot we'd find a show of oil. It was 100% accurate. Wow. That that doesn't happen in the oil field. The best seismic you can find oil, or it gives a successful interpretation maybe four out of ten times because seismic simply shows a formation that could have oil. It doesn't show it will have oil. Mm -hmm. Where the technology we have says, first of all, where is the oil? And secondly, a different technology that says how deep is it. Mm -hmm. And it was just extremely uh, uplifting to watch a chart that had been done electronically just perfectly play out as we began the drilling. So we feel like as we move into the Casey oil fields, uh, the technology will really help us find the fingers. Uh, I skipped over the mother pool. It's apparently quite deep, so it, it's not economically effective at this point to drill to the mother pool, but there are faults that this oil has seeped up, so what we call them the fingers of the mother pool, but they're like any kind of fracture. They're very small. And, and hard, so, hard to hit, huh? And hard to hit. So we had a person with a certain technology come in and show us by his technology where he believes the fingers are. It's interesting, out of the other nine wells, I think Casey was right on one of them, but he just, it was sabotaged before he could get to the right depth. But the other wells were not on the fingers. So... The thing that we have going that we think will make it different this time is, number one, we are working together as one for first purpose, which Casey refers to as 
things that you're doing for first purpose are always blessed, and first purpose is for things other than yourself. Mm-hmm. To help and, mankind. Right, exactly. And we have the technology, we believe, to find where those fingers are. And so that has yet to be proven, but we certainly, from the last well we drilled, are having real indications that it is being it is being very helpful. So, when you drilled these other wells, did you did you hit some oil? I'm not I'm confused about that. We found three areas that had shows of oil. Now, what is a show of oil? That means in the rock there is oil. Uh-huh. So, then you have to go to production. Mhm. If the oil, if the rock is porous enough, or if you can fracture the rock, then the oil can flow to the tube where it can be pumped up with a pump jack, or there may be enough pressure to pump it up the tube. Sometimes the the rock will not release the oil, so you can f- do what you call frack it. You can try to fracture the rock to get the oil to flow, but sometimes it just won't. The, the rock just has it too tightly held. It's not porous enough. So oh, we are... I'm understanding then that you've got signs that you're in the right place and you just haven't done the major drilling yet, and that will happen in July, right? That's correct. Okay. Let's check on this caller. Somebody else has called. Let's see if this is somebody who wants to ask a question. Area code 862. Hello, area code 862, are you there? Hello? No, this is so interesting. They're there and they won't talk. Please talk. I'm sorry, we we are here, but can you just kind of keep us on mute? We got disconnected and we called back in. and Okay, um, let me see. Yeah, I didn't push the star one, just if you can keep us on mute. Okay, that'd be great. let's see if I can do that. <laughs> I'll try. Yeah, there we go, she's back on mute. Okay, they're listening via the phone, which I didn't realize you could do that. But you can listen through your computer speakers, too. So. Right. Um, so that's going to be exciting, and I can't wait till July. Have you guys considered doing any kind of sacred geometry patterns on the Earth? We had someone that was there a year ago that has offered to come do that. So, oh, boy, I've been studying that lately, Jeanette, and I would so highly recommend that. Yeah. Because let me tell you, one of the things that um, some people who've been studying that have said is that if you create a sacred geometry pattern on the earth, you can you can get, depending on your intention, it, it can draw water up to the center of that circle. Mm-hmm. I don't know why with your intention you couldn't draw oil up. Well, we definitely believe that. So. Just throwing that out to see right. if, uh, if anybody's interested in that. And the particular, this particular company is very God-centered, so we would never drill a well. We would never even go to the next step without blessing everything as we go. We bless the crew for safety, the team for harmony. And so we use... Any technology, any spiritual thing that people want to offer, you know, we're certainly open to this. We want what we do 
to be perfect for everyone. When we leave a field, even if there's a pump jack, we'll put trees, we'll put a gazebo, we'll put something around it so that we're leaving the area as beautiful as we found it. It is a beautiful area with a lot of natural rivers and creeks and greenery and most of the people that live in this area are retired. They don't need the money for the mineral leases. Mm-hmm. So some of them in the beginning were very reluctant to have oil field people tramping all over their lands. And, mm-hmm. and they like, own their mineral rights, I guess, because not a whole lot of people don't. I mean, they sell land and sever the mineral rights. Yeah. This is one of the places where nobody has ever believed there is oil. Oh. So the mineral mineral rights. Yeah. Wow. Makes me want to go buy land up there. (laughs) Well, it's (laughs) it's not as expensive as it will be, so it might be. Oh, oh, I'll bet. (laughs) Especially with intact mineral rights. Let's get my lip quick. (laughs) (laughs) But it was really interesting because the because Casey did not find oil for the ARE, it has been an embarrassment that he did oil and gas readings. Oh. And so up until now, they had just kind of tried to push that under the rug. Kevin Tadashi, who is now the head of the ARE in Virginia Beach, is very supportive of us. Mm-hmm. And he really believes that there's a possibility that those readings are correct. And the background is, he's in all the other areas he did it, oil has been found. You know, Jeanette, what I thought in the beginning when I heard, when our friend, our mutual friend, um, Melissa, told me um, about this, just, you know, a brief sketch, it occurred to me immediately, well, You know, the reason Casey did these readings was because there was going to be a time later when that oil needed to be released, when we were ready to use it appropriately to begin to make our shift to uh, wind power and solar power and Mm -hmm. that this would be um, something we could use for a really long time and judiciously Mm -hmm. to help ourselves make that transition and take the pressure off the Middle East. I mean, my God. The pressure this country's put on the Middle East because of their oil has been just shameful. So that's what I was thinking. We might not have to go to war over oil anymore. Wouldn't that be lovely? Right. One of the interesting stories along that line was the source told Casey to sign 99-year leases. And when he went to his attorney at that time, they said that it was not possible to get a 99-year lease. Wow. So he went back into trance, and the source told him what page and what paragraph to tell the attorney to look at where it dis- in this certain book where it discussed a 99-year lease. Oh, so that's my how God. accurate those readings were. When you look at the oil readings, it gives at twelve thousand at twelve hundred feet you'll encounter hickory sands. At thirteen ten you'll encounter and so they were so in depth and specific. It wasn't just, you know, kind of a generalized thing that you guess. 
It was foot by foot. Hmm. The problem we have now with uh, verifying all that is everything in the source readings was by so-and-so's home site. And, of course, we don't know those anymore. I'm sorry, they're by so-and-so's what? Home site. What's that? Like where Julia oh, Moore had her... lived. Yeah. Oh, there were landmark directions. Right. Oh, my God. But they, you know, they were like where the fence on Julia Moore's land is. Well, we don't know where that was. Oh. The fence isn't there. <laughs> the house isn't there. Oh, and... Oh, you know, I know a guy who's a historian who specializes in Texas up at North North Texas University of North Texas. I'll have to give you his name. He might be able to find that when no one else could. Sure, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, I'll share his name with you off off air. Um, so, are you excited? Oh, we're definitely excited. Where it's we're are you really going to start a nonprofit organization? To distribute yes. some of this money? Absolutely. We have what's called the 24% solution, and so like 6% of all of our profits go back to our employees, 6% goes to our community of investors, 6% goes to nonprofit agencies or any type of agency in the communities where we're drilling, and then 6% is like to other charities that we, even the employees feel are something they want to invest in. So, yes, we're definitely setting aside money for charity and and for helping people where we're drilling. That's awesome. So on a day-to-day basis, you're you're going down to that office to work now. Is that right? For the oil uh, office? Our main office is in the Woodlands. Mm-hmm. We have a field, we will be setting up a field office near San Saba once we are certain that we have producing oil. We have a joint venture with a company in Canada that is going to split the financing with us as we go into this. They're is that in up- Calgary by any chance? Uh-huh. How did I know that? Because I've been up there, and they're just such cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Well, this is a company that's kind of like Shell here. Uh-huh. They're a fairly large Canadian company. The interesting thing about that is we are a company that's more based in exploration. Uh-huh. They're a company that's based in what's called exploitation, taking a well that it has shown to be productive and and getting its maximum production out of it. Cool. So we feel like it's a really good partnership because together we can find it and we can get the maximum production out of it. So Very awesome. So I think I'd like to pay, play music for just a minute, give everybody a chance sure. to get up and go to the bathroom and then sure. come back and talk some more about this. How's that? Okay. Great. Okay. And just leave your phone open and don't let the dog bark into it. Yeah, and let's encourage people to call in. Oh, yeah, with questions or comments, yeah. Let's see. 
This is a good morning song. It's Ray Lynch's Deep Breakfast album, and the first song is Celestial Soda Pop, one of my all-time favorites. Why isn't it playing? Give it a minute. Again, Ray Lynch's Deep Breakfast Celestial Soda Pop. There we go. thought of anything else you want to tell us about this adventure of yours? No, I'm I'm ready for some people to call in and ask questions so they I can do be. something besides just talk. <laughs> they might not do that. 
So let me tell you what uh, the very first line of the description on this show is. The economy is definitely shifting. And why I say that is because look who's, who's hitting the oil. I mean, I can see that as clear as day. I can see you guys hitting the oil. I can see everybody jumping up and down and screaming, and I can see that with joy. And I can see that money as clear as day going into the right places to change this world in the ways that we need to change it, in the ways that uh, it has to go in order for for us to make the shift as human beings. And um, that's what I mean by the economy shifting. And I know a couple of other people who are about to hit the mother load, and I can't really give any details on that right now because we don't want to interfere with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, but I'm seeing this all around me. Exactly. And I know you're very familiar with astrology. Mm-hmm. And so we are going into a time when Pluto is very prevalent in Capricorn, Mm -hmm. which means that the way things have been done traditionally, the old guard, the traditional structures are going to be transformed. Mm -hmm. And, of course, there's nothing that's been an older structure and tradition than oil. Yeah, and it's going to be here in Capricorn for years, right? Right. So we are... We are coming in with a new technology. We're coming in with a field that's never been considered to have oil. So if that's not a transformative way to explore oil, I don't know what it would take. But that's definitely what we're going into for the next 10 to 20 years is things can't be done the way they used to be done. We have to find new approaches. And I'm I'm seeing it as sort of a bridge to another way to utilize energy. Exactly. And this money can be used. Oh, and I didn't mention that uh, we have a new energy sector with a researcher who has multiple patents. So part of our goal is to put ourselves out of business with fossil fuels and simply use some of what we're doing to go to not just alternative energy but free energy. Uh, I can't say that over the radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Cancel, cancel. (laughs) Shush. (laughs) I might go back and cut that out. (laughs) No. Um, and you know the other thing that's going on right now, astrologically. Are you done with Pluto? Because I had something I wanted to sure. say about it. Okay. Sure. What's going on now and kind of through most of the summer is, and this is something not a whole lot of people have talked about, is Chiron, which is really the sign of the shaman and signifies the soul's um, longing for meaning and, and for your desire to do what your soul purpose is. Absolutely. Is conjunct Jupiter, which is about expansion and wealth, and travel, and philosophy, and the law, okay? Mm-hmm. But expansion, okay? Mm-hmm. And Jupiter is conjunct Neptune all through this summer. And Neptune is about, and Jupiter is about generosity as well. Neptune's got no boundaries. Mm-hmm. It, it can be a visitation from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it can be creativity, art, vi- visit, you know, like Casey's visitation from God, or it can be um, it can be substance abuse too. So don't get drunk 
Jeanette, okay? Oh, damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> Delete that part. It can be about substance abuse, so don't get drunk, okay? Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's funny because Jeanette doesn't really drink. Neither do I. No. Um, so, but, you know, Neptune can be um, illusion or it can also be all about visitations from God, the the true. And you conjunct that with the shaman and it tells me that's expansion and due to visitations from God. But that's my that's my uh, interpretation. And, of course, I'm getting totally off the oil subject here, but I'm going to go along with you and what you say. How much better could this Wall Street collapse and the economy changing how beautiful is that into leading people away from kind of being chained to a job they hate Uh or you know trusting totally in some system to manage their money to to learning to live their passion i'm hoping in the next 10 years more and more people go into their own business doing what they would love to do and this may, again, it's all about transforming your life mm-hmm. and finding your purpose and getting out of the habit of, I've got to get up and go to work today and I hate my boss and I hate what I do. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day, is that more and more people, in order to be secure financially, need to get into business for themselves and do what their soul's purpose is, what they came here to do, right. instead of being addicted to some job with a, a big company or a corporation and, and the health and the healthcare benefits and all, exactly. all that stuff. It's like the safety, it's a, that safety net's an illusion. It is, and it's a, I don't want to be responsible for anything here. I want somebody else to take care of me. So mm-hmm. we have people that are dependent on Social Security, dependent on their 401K. And I think in the next 10 years we're going to go back to really saying, you know, God is the source of my income, and mm-hmm. I have a passion to do something that is probably why I came to this earth mm-hmm. and... Maybe it's time I do it. Mm-hmm. And then apply the law of attraction and, and just see it happening and not get Absolutely. into fear. Absolutely. That's the trick, is not getting into fear. Exactly. Um, because I think that's the only, and, and I think it's going to be faster than 10 years, Jeanette. I think oh, I do be. too. I'm just trying to be soft. <laughs> it's going to be in the next three or four years. And that what it Obama, may not take that long. <laughs> what Obama has done, or what this, I love Obama, and I voted for him, okay? But what this whole solution to the banking thing has done is um, given us the opportunity, uh, given us about three or four more years before uh, the rug gets pulled out from under us. And, and it, it may or may not be pulled out from under us, but uh, I'm I'm thinking that in case it is, you're much better off if big institutions collapse, having your own little bitty institution, right. doing whatever it is that you do. Right. And creating micro economies in your own neighborhood. Exactly. So you trade what you do or what you have, um, what you can create, mm-hmm. uh, your abilities for something your neighbor's got. And mm-hmm. going back to the way indigenous people used to live, and that's going to be how one of the major ways that the planet gets saved, but also the way humanity's um, joy will be restored. Well, that's what I was going to say. We have just not had a society of joy in a very long time. That's right. We have many people with chronic diseases, with depression, 
And it's all because we, at some level, know we're not doing what we came to do. We're not living the gift of our soul, what mm-hmm. we have to offer the world, right. because we're seeking safety. Mm-hmm. And we're and being reminded. And surface rewards that, that everybody, uh, keeping up with the Joneses and that kind of thing, no matter right. what it does to our health. Right. So. Exactly. Well, I think we we pretty much covered what we wanted to cover today. I'm uh-huh. going to play some music. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us, and I'm hoping you'll talk to us again in late July or early August and let us know, give us some updates. And Sounds great, and thank you for inviting me. Well, it was wonderful to talk to you again, and I want to thank everybody who listened. Thank you so much for your time and for listening today. I'm going to play some music. Okay, bye, Lois. Bye-bye. Okay, this is from Call of the Mystic, Karanesh, for the joy of it all.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.